It's your show, baby. Go. Welcome to episode 34 of the Sunday Conversation podcast. Um, across the table from me. You got to say your my, name first. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, my name's Ben. Across the table from me, it's my co-host, uh, Aaron. Aaron, how's your week going, buddy? Wow. I think I just I think I just got Wally pipped. I think I just lost my job, man. Holy shit. Uh my week's been been uh you know, it's been superb, stupendous. Um you know, excellent. I I don't even I you're putting me on the spot. The adjectives are hard to come up with, but uh See, isn't it tough, dude? Like Yeah, I guess pick, so. Take a walk take a seat in my shoes, pal. <laughs> you don't even know what it's like. Um, well, wow, that, that that dude, I, that was scary for me. It felt felt good, looked good. Your your enthusiasm on the welcome was so much better than mine. But yeah, no, my my week's great, man. How's uh, how's your week, Ben? Uh, same dude. Fucking same old, same old. Fucking uh, cryptos are going back again. So that always, you know, that always puts a little ease in my chest for for my lifestyle of not doing anything and just fucking drive. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, that's always, that's always fun. Um, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, 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 think, uh, I think the market's uh, going to be, going to be a little rough here for a little while. I think, uh, I think cryptocurrency going up is kind of, uh, kind of, kind of like shows that a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, well, I saw, I sent you that one quote, just like, about the uh the wall of of money that that may be heading towards uh the cryptos yeah um, but uh yeah dude i mean uh so let's see we last chatted um i was down in west palm i was that was the uh that that was our studio episode that was the first time i was back on the mic uh and in, in front of the laptop and I, I actually it's amazing how much better the sound quality is huh yeah it is it's but, pretty it's pretty crazy um but uh yeah dude so i mean a lot of things have happened uh since there since then um it tra- feels, I'm, I'm actually, feels like another life ago yeah i'm actually i'm i'm in ocala right now mm-hmm. um getting ready to kind of like pack up and head back towards Oklahoma. Okay. Then I'm ripping, then we're ripping down to fucking Texas, dude. I'm going to go hang with Trev for a little while. And, uh, I think I'm going to build him a shed. Okay. (laughs) Um, normal thing for friends to do for each other. (laughs) And then, uh, going to come, you know, be in fucking match for, uh, for, for TG dude. Which is crazy that that's like a month from what a month from Monday is that is that when Thanksgiving is I mean it's uh it's crazy that that's sneaking up that fast um yeah a month from Monday um but hey we're gonna um I know it is wild life is wild life is live um the, we're gonna talk about that uh the the consolidation of that uh pharmaceutical Purdue 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 pharmaceutical you know what I just I so I just pulled up um Associated Press article because I wanted to uh just get some of the details I didn't realize that Purdue Pharmaceutical was in Stanford um good old right here in Connecticut 
just a just a hop, skip, and a jump down the way. Hey, I feel like a lot. Isn't Pfizer there too? Like right down. Yeah, Pfizer's I believe so. The, There's a the Pfizer shoreline. There's a Pfizer which, which, in New Haven. Yeah, and if you want to talk about a little conspiracy, Plum Island. You ever heard of mm-hmm. Plum Island? No. There's some. Okay, well, Plum Island. It's just off the coast of Connecticut. That's where. It, that's where it's said to have come up with the with the with Lyme disease on yep. Plum Island and uh and that was why Lyme disease L Y M E is actually supposedly named after well not supposedly it is after old Lyme or Lyme Connecticut that was the right. first yep. the first uh hit hit of the virus or whatever the disease ever ever went but that's just interesting to me that if there's this like you know not even five miles off the shore plum island it's a uh u.s research facility that if you even tried to go near it um armed guards will come out onto the beach and the reason i know this stuff is when my uncle was young he used to bring livestock over to plum island that was one of his jobs interesting but that uh, is uh that is interesting um yeah, yeah you, well, and Lyme, Lyme what, disease is a motherfucker. But I just, I was, I was reading while you were talking and listening because I'm very talented and can do two things at once. Yeah, I, um, so I can't. So, um, well, I don't process either, but I can do both. You know, um, no, I mean, so for anybody who's unaware, uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals, the company who um, was responsible for OxyContin, um, you know, uh, opioid painkiller. Um, so there, the company was like, if I, if I'm understanding correctly, was headed into bankruptcy anyways, and then, you know, is now being, uh, taken to court by the justice department. So, uh, this AP article, um, oxycontin that experts say health touch off and an opioid epidemic will plead guilty to federal criminal charges as part of a settlement of more than $8 billion. The justice department announced Wednesday, um, more or less just to boil this all down, they were, um, not only responsible for creating Oxycontin, but incentivizing doctors to prescribe more painkillers, which is illegal. Um, so they, you know, would give kickbacks, like, which is something that we see in, in my business where you get an account to do something for you and you say, Hey, you know, either whatever, I'll give you free product or I'll give you 50 bucks or a gift card or whatever which is illegal in my business as well. But so they were incentivizing doctors to prescribe opioids more frequently, um, which of course has led to this like epidemic that we have now. Um, and there's more to that that I want to touch on, but I, I pulled up um, statistics about the op- about opio- opioid addiction. Now these are from 2016. So these are actually, it's the numbers are probably worse now, but um of the 20.5 million Americans 12 or older that had a substance use disorder in 2015, 2 million had a substance use disorder involving prescription pain relievers, and 591,000 had a substance use disorder involving heroin. I'm sure those numbers have gone up substantially since then. That's fucking crazy. Um, Dude, it's, it's fucking... Oh, man. It's, I, I almost feel like this wave of of me like 
kind of already like passed in terms of like I feel like I've already had my peak anger with like the opioids um like wait, you know probably back years yeah. ago because it's like been an issue and you know a lot of I mean I, I think almost every family in America has been touched you know sure. and uh it, it's <clears throat> it's absolutely mind blowing crazy that so that article you know, you, you had sent it over to me and mm -hmm. I, I read it and it's like the whole beginning of the article makes it seem like, Oh sweet. Like, I know I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it makes it like, Oh sweet. They're that company is, is, uh, is being canceled. Right. You know, console, the console, the world finally caught up with them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I mean, it's just, all right, so you can, I guess, keep going because it just gets even yeah, more well, mind-blowing crazy. Like, it's our, the opioid epidemic is mind-blowing crazy and, you know, it's terrible and it's, you know, whatever. It's pulled families apart and, and listen to how this is now going to come to fruition or whatever well, is going to happen. So the, yes, you're totally right. I think, I think almost everybody has been touched by it in some way, shape or form, um, which you know, it's, it's a weird borderline, right? Cause like, I think there, there's obviously people who get hurt and need painkillers, but like there's these extremely addictive substances and they're being prescribed at an alarming rate. I mean, I'll never forget. I was at my doctor's office one time. I don't think I was there for anything serious. I think it was just a, like a normal checkup or whatever. And, um, this guy came in and was like, he was fiending. I mean, he was fiending for, 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 uh, painkillers and, you know, he was begging and pleading for them to refill his prescription. And they're like, Hey man, like you're out of refills. You're going to have to schedule an appointment. We got to reevaluate you. We can't just fill this prescription again. And he's begging and begging and begging. And so he leaves and he comes back and the, the girl at the front desk is like, you know, let me, uh, the receptionist is like, let me, you know, talk to the doctor. So she talks to the doctor and the doctor you know, must have said, you just fill the prescription, just call it in, just fill it. You know, it's not worth it. And so they filled the prescription for that guy. And I was sitting there and I was like, dude, it's like a Wednesday morning at like eight 30 in the morning. Like, fuck. Can you imagine like you're, you're feeling so hard and like, this is like, you can't go on with your day, you know? And, and it's just like this crazy uh, physiological thing. So that was like, and, and you know, we've experienced it other ways as well that we won't get into, but so like you said, you read the article, you think Purdue Pharmaceuticals finally get what's coming to them. They have to pay out billions of dollars in settlements to families. And yeah, because it's even talking about like they got a, they don't have the cash to cover it, and so they're they're selling off all their assets. Exactly. Well, I hope you know, hoping that their assets would be like their pill maker devices that are worth you know, whatever. Right. But either way. Well, what is, is actually happening is the uh, federal government is taking over Purdue Pharmaceutical, uh, essentially nationalizing, <laughs> essentially nationalizing. No. Well, it's funny to me. Because, it's funny to me because <laughs> I know because I knew you knew the punchline was coming. Um, but, uh, okay, so here it is. Yeah, I'll just read this blurb real quickly. The company doesn't have $8 billion, quote, the company doesn't have $8 billion in cash available to pay the fine, so Purdue will be dissolved as part of the settlement, and its assets will be used to create a new public benefit company controlled by a trust or similar entity designed for the benefit of the American public. 
The Justice Department said it will function entirely in the public interest rather than to maximize profits. Its future earnings will go to paying fines and penalties, which in turn will be used to combat the opioid crisis. Great, right? That part's hey. great. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Good. Because I think you're still, I, I, I might cut then, you off. So then ahead. there's an advertisement. And the next line, the new company will continue to produce painkillers such as OxyContin as well as drugs to deal with opioid <laughs> overdose. Deputy and, Attorney but, General but, Jeffrey Ross. But, blah, 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 blah. but Aaron, there's a huge, huge difference, okay? The old, comp- the old pills said Purdue on them. The new pills have an American flag on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, I, I, guess, this, I hey, guess we this should is, laugh this about it. Is, no, this is, I mean, it's almost laughable that this is how our fucking, this is how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like now, hey, get these fucking made in USA, good old, like, like it's like how much, like, it, it is, it is lap, like, you want to talk about a crisis, like, there is your fucking crisis. The yeah. crisis is, is, oh, yeah, we're going to pretend, you know what I mean? We're going to take over this company and, and make, make, um, you know, I, I think it talked about, like, Suboxone, Um, you know, we're going to make these things to help, you know, combat this shit. And it's like, bullshit, dude. You just took a, you know, a privately held, well, I guess it's a publicly traded company, but you know, a a publicly traded company with a, you know, a board of trustees, a board of directors or whatever. And now you just gave it to the U S government. It's like, you know, it's like, we just talked about like the whole like trustworthiness and it's like, the reason those companies got so big to begin with was because the government realized what was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they let them. Yeah. It's like, it's they, just look, a, at, look at what, look at has, look what's been created. You know what I mean? You drive around to the, you know, I remember like my, my grandparents, like they had this, you know, it just, they lived in a little neighborhood in Manchester, Connecticut. And it's like now, like, grew up always going to their house you know it was always like we always rode our bikes around it was just this little neighborhood with little houses and uh you know nothing crazy and it's like now there's there's like four gigantic apartment buildings it looks like but they're um they're the like whatever the like the day stations for for like you know the um, opi- like you know what I mean for the for the opioid addicts to go get yep. like whatever they need to do, and it's just like you know it's like now, it and it's like that's one little place you know what I mean, but it's like popping up. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and, and but notice where it is everywhere, all in like city like areas. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's like well, where are these people getting addicted? on the streets of cities, you know, or, or, or would no, they're getting addicted in the doctor's office. And then where do they have to turn? You know, it's like, you know, to the, then it becomes heroin and, and, yep. you know, and, and it just, it's a sick, it's a sick cycle. Um, as is with most things, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the thing about like the, the medical industry and I actually, I don't fault any medical professionals for this because I think this is just kind of the way the system is. Like, you know, I used to, I used to for a long time think that there was like this, like this, like underlying like thought process for medical professionals to like intentionally keep 
their patients sick. And I, you know, I've come around on that because I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's more, the system is set up in a way where people just stay sick because we don't treat the cause of things. We just treat the symptoms, right? Like if you're, if you did, are, did, ha- did uh, I send you my fortune the other day? Sorry. Did I no. send you my fortune the other day? It was, uh, like from a fortune cookie, is the only cure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, you know, we, I don't think like we look at things and we say, okay, why, you know, why is this this way? Why, you know, now granted painkillers are one thing, right? Cause pain, you know, it's pain is subjective, right? To a degree. Like I'll never know what pain feels like for you and you'll never know what pain feels like for me. What I consider painful may not be painful for you. Um, Totally. So, so, that. so that's, that's arbitrary, but there are other things where it's like, you can treat the cause of this disease and like, you know, work towards getting people better, you know, get people to, to, you know, work on losing weight to lower their blood pressure and cholesterol. And then all the other diseases that come from that, you know? And like the thing about being a medical professional though, is you can't babysit people. You can't, you know, if somebody has diabetes because they're grossly overweight, now I don't, you know, I don't think your diabetes can be that much better, but I think you can be more manageable if you lose weight. You can't hold people's hand and make them do it. You can suggest it, but at the end of the day, people are habitual. It's what gets them to, you know, this place where they have these conditions that come up. And so like you want to help people and you want to make them better, but if they don't want it for this very like there's parallels here with addiction. Like if they don't want it for themselves, then they're never going to get better. Like that's just the way it is. Um, so like I used to fault medical professionals for that, but I really don't think it's their fault. I think at the end of the day, people are inherently lazy and don't want to do the work that goes into making themselves better and eating healthy and drinking lots of water and getting a lot of rest and the little things that will make you healthier. You know, I think people are scared to do that stuff. Um, and and I, mean, I, I used to, I can't I don't think you can blame people for that, you know. Aaron, do you ever think about it like I mean think about like how much time and, and effort a doctor puts into schooling, right? Yeah. Like years. What is it, like ten years to become a doctor or is it more? I mean about it depends that? obviously what you're going for, but yeah, eight to ten years probably. Okay, so eight to ten years and you're you're reading all this like science and like I mean science, like I mean like you're reading all this information, you know, that like what these other doctors told you is the, like the so-called truth. Yep. So you're reading all these books and you're getting all this knowledge and you're like, you're getting this vast, vast, like, um, like amount of information that you're accruing in your brain about like, how to treat these so-called symptoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like now you have all this like, okay, this knowledge of like, of like all these like crazy, like, I don't even know doctor talk, but just like whatever this (laughs) and this cures this and yada, yada went in like, so it's like, you know, you sit down with this person and they're like, they have this issue and it's like, um, the issue is, um, Let's, I, want, I want to try to make this like work. So the issue is, oh, okay, like a heartburn or something. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, you got this issue with heartburn. And 
okay, so now the doctor's like, okay, so now I got all these, you know, obviously just like, you know, a liquor store, you got, you got to sell a brand, you know, there's different pharmaceutical companies have different, you know, it's a different pill for each company, but it all serves the same purpose, heartburn, you know yep. what I mean? So you're like, well, we got this option, this option, this option, you know what I mean? It becomes this whole drawn out like scientific thing. Whereas, you know, the non-doctor version, the, the Ben answer would be have a banana. You know what I mean? So, like something that combats also combats heartburn. You know what I mean? But it's just like, if you don't want to go and think like, okay, I just went for, to school for 10 years to like figure out how to treat heartburn when in reality, like a banana would help. Um, but you know, it's like, I'm trained to do X, Y, and Z sort of like, and like, okay, Hey, the, and then whatever, I'm getting a kickback from this person. I mean, it's like, it's almost like it's, it's like over, it's like so much more simple than what it's like the doctor, like quote unquote doctor, like narrative is like made up to be, I mean, yeah, that- well, I think, well, I think when you use heartburn as an example, right? Like typically heartburn comes from, um, poor diet, you know, you know yeah, exactly, fried, exactly. Fried, poor diet. fried, fried food, fried food, fried food, super spicy food, shit like that. You know, like I, that, so you're, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, and I think there is like a, you have to, you have to, um, you know, guide people that way, right? Like, let's find out what the source is. Okay, this is really what you should do. But I, I let me let me posit this question to you. Um, do you think though that the majority of people when they go to the doctor, like I know you're not a big fan of the doctor, I'm not a big fan of the doctor. Um, when they go to the doctor, the reason they go is because they are looking for a prescription of some sort to, you know, make them feel better for whatever's bothering them. Like, like, do you think that's the majority of the reason why people go to the doctor? Like, like meaning they're, they like that feeling of like, no, I don't even think it's like, 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 I don't even think it's like, 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 like that. Like, I mean, it it like kind of like, okay, if, if you're whatever, if you're, if your spark plug is broken on your lawnmower and you go to the doctor for lawnmowers, you know what I mean? And you say, Hey, you know, and they give you a new spark plug or something. Well, is it the, is it that like feeling of like, Oh, well, my, my leg is like, not really, but like, just say you got a pain, like a pain in your whatever, like every, in every day ache and pain from not stretching or something, you know what I mean? That's built up and you're like, Oh, I need a new hip or whatever. So you're like, you go to whatever, like you go to ask the doctor, I mean, for, I guess it depends what the prescription is you're trying to go get, you know what I mean? But I, I'm just, what did you mean? Did you more mean well, like a, like a, a mental thing? Like a, no, like a no, 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 like no, no, I, no, I guess no. I'm just like, cause I feel like either way, <clears throat> drugs have now been like, like I've never taken a Xanax but I've heard, you know what I mean? It's like if every rapper is rapping about fucking Zanny bars or whatever the fuck it is. And like, you know what I mean? At that point, someone, there's someone who's been prescribed it. And then that person is, is inevitably giving some to someone else that's not prescribed. And then that's how that other person gets 
hooked or something. You know what I mean? I, I just – there's so many different routes of, like, this whole pharmaceutical industry, if you get what I mean. Your brain is a trip, man. What I, what I was, like, getting at was, that like, I know personally that when I go to the doctor, it's like – like, I go to the doctor if, like – like, if my – for an example – let's say my throat's bothering me, right? Like, and so I think I might have strep throat. Well, I go to the doctor because I know to get it to stop, I need antibiotics. And to get antibiotics, I have to get a prescription, which means I have to go to the doctor to see the doctor. So like, I guess, I guess like, you know, what I meant by it is like, do you think that like people almost, you know, outside of uh, somebody who's overly worried about something, like, do you think that people go to the doctor because they know that, you know, maybe what they have is going to need a prescription to fix it. And the only way to get it is obviously from a doctor. But I mean, you bring up a lot of like interesting points in that, in that little uh, rambling of yours. Okay. Well, I guess what you're to answer that question that you just said, it's like, that's the whole problem is people don't have enough faith in just the human, their own human body. Like for me, I know I'm going to heal myself. If I get a bad, like I do that, my, my jaw got, cut off like I got Seth McNary my goalie in college went to rim a puck his stick came up and I mean this huge flap came over and I'm just like okay well it's gonna fucking heal you know what I mean but like I guess then there's the other mentality of like oh my god like whatever my my face is fucked up like I need plastic surgery you know what I mean like so I guess it's the same thing it's like oh my throat hurts well okay um there's there's things we can do gargle with salt water you know what i mean try a couple things and know that your throat might hurt and then it's gonna be over you know what i mean and if it doesn't get over like then maybe you go to the doctor but i think that's the whole we're, we're living in such like a everything like you know we've talked about before like the instantaneous we want instantaneous results you know what i mean like um we want to know what the capital of fucking Puerto Rico is. You know, yeah. And yes. Fuck. That's such a horrible example. We want to one. know what the fucking, <laughs> if we want to know how many, um, uh, counties are in the city of, uh, Zewatanejo, Mexico, <laughs> uh, we, we would have to, we could quickly Google that and, um, it would come up. Well, it's the same thing. Like, my throat hurts. Boom. I want instantaneous. I don't want my throat to hurt anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, so boom, yeah. what are we going to do? Go to the doctor. and Oh, they're going to give us some whatever. When in reality, it's like, that's just it right there. It's, we have been brainwashed to not like, to not trust in our, like the healing. You know what I mean? It's, we're talking about people in the 1800s that, you know, get something and it's like, oh yeah. It's like, I'm going to die. There's no question I'm going to die. And it's either like you can die or they could be like, I sat in that bed and I told myself I wasn't going to die. And it's like, you know, I sweat out all that. And like, I lived, you know what I mean? It's that same, it's, it's all comes down to mentality. There you have it. Back to mentality. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I mean, I do, I do think, sort that of. It, I think, I, dude, power... I'm... go ahead. Finish Sorry. your thought. You think, no, no, you think, Oh, no, I just, I mean, like, there are things that, that are going to need help, you know what I mean, from a doctor and from, but I mean, I think we have turned the majority of everyday issues 
into like doctor style issues and pharmaceutical style issues. You know what I mean? It's like, if you got a hangnail, fucking deal with it. You don't need to go to the fucking hospital. It's like, but that's like where we're at. It's like, you know? Yeah, no, totally dude. I think, I think there's definitely a level of like, um, God damn it. I was going to try and not say that once this episode. Fuck. Um, you know, where we are, are ultra reliant on like the medical community. I'll give you an example of a time I had to go for something I could have probably handled myself. Um, the year was 2000 and one right after the year was 2000 and mm, maybe nine. It was the weekend of the Dave Matthews concerts. Uh, as anybody from Connecticut knows, Dave Matthews would come for two days in a row in um, the summer and play at the Meadows, what was the Meadows, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, biggest party of the summer when you were a teenager and in your early 20s, right? You'd go there, there'd be thousands of people tailgating. It was a great time. I never made it into any of those concerts once. This particular year, uh, it was, I think all my friends had I gone. Went, on I the- went into all of them. Wow, cool, bro. Sweet. Do you even like Dave Matthews? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, actually. So um, we, uh, it was a Friday. It was Friday. All the, all of my friends had gone. We're going to the concert Friday and I had to work. I was working at the liquor store at the time. And by the time I got out of the liquor store, which is like six, seven o'clock, it's probably six. The, you know, everybody would already be there and tailgating. There was really no point in going. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go fish by myself fuck it you know it'll it'll put my mind at ease and so i went to uh valley falls uh i was trout fishing which this is, i have not fished for trout once since this uh i caught a rainbow trout i'm like going to take it off the hook anybody who knows trout fishing trout just they squirm like motherfuckers right they it's hard to get them they don't sit still the same way like a bass you lip a bass and a bass pretty much stops moving you know um so as i'm taking the lure out that had two treble hooks on it. The fish gives one last little squirm as the hook's coming out. I had tension on the line still, drives this treble hook right up into my thumb, into my right thumb. And, uh, you know, it, where it went up was in a part that's like, like um, you know, tight cartilage skin and muscle. So it's not like it's, it's loose, right? If it's loose, you just turn that hook right up, push it through the other side, cut the, heart, cut the barb, and then you can pull it out, right? This one couldn't get turned up because it was so deep. So I sat there on the bank of Valley Falls with this fucking trout flopping around on the ground, my hand all covered in fish slime and shit, as sterile as it gets, with a pair of pliers trying to rip this treble hook out of my hands. And I tried for 20, 25 minutes, couldn't get it out, drove home, drove home with this fucking hook, this lure hanging out of my hands get to get home and my stepmom is uh, is a surgical tech for an orthopedic surgeon so she's very proficient with surgical tools and she went to get it out she couldn't get it out i had to go to the hospital to get taken out that was a situation where like you know i tried to do it myself and like you know rectify the issue but like it just wasn't going to happen so like i think i think your point in being like you know trust your body the body is incredible what it can do you know, and maybe seek alternatives to medicine before you just immediately jump to what can I get prescribed to this? What's the long-term solution to this? You know, do I have to take this forever? Blah, 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 blah. I think like that's kind of where you're getting at. 
hundred percent, dude. I mean, that that's a perfect, perfect, perfect example. So, I mean, I don't even need to add on to what I was going to say. Um, but yeah, dude, fuck. I, I guess, you know, here, my, my example of hat, you know, I don't ever go to the doctor ever anything, but I can assure you that when, when that donkey tore 11 <laughs> puncture, puncture wounds in the side of my arm, I, I had no choice. I had to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I think, well, Ben, I think that's like an important point that you bring up because I don't think that like we should, it, it would almost come off as we're advocating to not seek out medical advice. And obviously that's not true. Like, like there are things that you should absolutely seek out medical advice for, but you know, depending on what it is, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeking out alternatives. And, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of, um, or working on, I should say, learning how to do, um, breathing exercises lately. And, um, I have, I've found a lot of value in them, not in terms of like, you know, like if, if, you know, I break my left toe, I'm, or, you know, my left big toe, I'm not going to sit there and do breathing exercises and hope that it's going to get better. But like, you know what I mean? Like that there are ways, actually there's this just popped into my head. This guy, Wim Hof, who for anybody who doesn't know who Wim Hof is, you should Google him. He's a fucking nutcase. He's uh he's from Denmark. I want to say uh, they call him the ice man. He, yeah. um, First guy ever to run a half marathon above the Arctic Circle barefoot with no shirt on. Uh, you know, I think he has the world record for, like, sitting in, like, ice tubs. Like, this guy, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro barefoot in, in 24 hours. Um, he's hiked Everest with no, with no oxygen and shit. Like, or climbed Everest, I guess I should say. He is a crazy person. And oh, he, he, he hiked Everest? Did he wear his bean yeah, boots yeah. when he did yep. it? <laughs> <laughs> it was Instagram, Instagram live in the whole time. He, um, he is, uh, his whole thing is he believes that you can control the alkalinity of your body through breathing. Right. And he has this breathing technique that he uses and he thinks that everything that goes wrong in the human body, whether it be disease or depression, anxiety, anything like that is a, um, is your body getting away from its natural state of alkalinity. And he believes that if you control your breathing that you can get your body back to the, the levels it needs to be at. Um, so that, I mean, that's the crazy. same thing that no David, that's not, I mean, it's obviously not crazy. David Blaine, he was just on an episode of Joe Rogan. You should listen to that episode. I did. If you yep, haven't. I did. Yep. Yeah. He, same thing. He talks about how he does all his stuff is all, all breath work, all done with breath work. But, I mean, even, okay, so you're talking about, like, breath work and breathing and, you know what I mean? It's like, look at um, Hippocrates or Hi Hippocrates, okay? The, whatever, he's maybe Socrates' fucking cousin. Who, who knows? But <laughs> he, he was smart. And his quote was, uh, let, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So it's like everything on the planet, was obviously given a purpose. You know what I mean? It's like every fucking, you go into the rainforest and all the billions of different plants. Well, well, probably not billions, but you get what I mean. Um, like all yeah, these plants, like, billions. yeah, like have remedies. And like, if you break it down and it's like, so everything's here. So like, you know, it's like, you know, talk about like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's like, 
that that's like a you know a joke but it's not really a joke how many people eat an apple a day you know what i mean well apples like, are very high in sugar you know so you should avoid apples yeah well <laughs> either way you get what i'm fucking saying i know it's like apples. it's better than better you know it's like how many people are eating an apple a day not everybody how many people are having a coke a day fucking yeah. you know 95 percent of people but oh they're not having a coke they're having a diet coke it's okay it's like that's even worse for you so it's like you know it's it, you look around and it's like you know say what it is but you know go go you know look at someone who's sick and like go sift through their trash can and i'll probably be able to tell you why they're sick i'm not i i, I say that i know i know you know it's what just, i mean it's but just it's fucking true it's like the um <clears throat> excuse me the uh the interesting thing uh, and and you know we're rambling a bit now but the um the sugar industry like this is why when people you know discount conspiracy theories and i and i'm not saying all of them like you know that the moon is a space station and the earth is flat and all that stuff but people who discount conspiracy theories and and, and believe what comes from the government and, and think that the government has their best interests in mind back in the 50s or 60s i want to say the uh sugar industry and the sugar lobbyists paid doctors to report that fat was bad for you and sugar was okay for you. And then what sparks from there? Boom, this huge influx of candy bars and sodas and soda pops and, and, and um, uh, 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 soda stores, dude. There's soda bars. Like, you know, this is a real thing like in American culture where like, you know, we, you know, pump our kids and ourselves full of like these super high fructose corn syrup beverages and candies and, you know, foods and whatever else when like, and then for generations, we're told that fat is bad for us. Well, in like, in reality, there are healthy fats and the healthy fats are extremely important for your body and your brain. But we've been told since the time we're kids that fats are bad for us and sugar's okay and you can drink soda and all this stuff. And so like, it just goes to show you that like the government is kind of the intermediary for people who are looking to make money. And so when the sugar industry wanted to make money, we were all told a generation after generation's worth of lies and everybody just goes along with it until eventually a couple people have the balls to come on and be like, hey, that's not true. And it changes the paradigm. It changes the thinking. But now that is so ingrained in American cultures, it doesn't even matter. People know how bad sugar is for them, and it doesn't even fucking matter. They still chug Coca-Cola. The other thing, it's like, you know, you and, you know, it's it, the percentage of people that would be like, that you could say like, hey, you know, Coke's really bad for you and like, you know, it could kill you and like you may die early. Every single person's gonna be like, I don't care. Yep. Who cares? You know, whatever. Uh, then yep. I'll die. You know what I mean? It's like, and 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 that's just it. We're not sitting here saying we're fucking perfect human beings, okay? It's right. like, you know, I have a sugar addiction myself, just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Yep. I can eat a whole plate of brownies, and you know what I mean. I'm sure that's great for my insulin levels, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it, it's I like it, and. And it's the same thing. If someone was like, no, Ben, you can't have any brownies. I'd be like, you know, fuck you. Give me the brownies. Like, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, so it, like, 
I'm not saying, you know what I mean? But then on the flip side, guess what I don't ever have? I don't ever drink soda. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's like, so I pick my spots, yep. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in shape, you know, and, you know, I feel healthy and I can run around and I'm active, but you know what I mean? I choose to have a plate of brownies rather than two Cokes during the day. And that's whatever, it, you know, yep. I'm, you know, uh, and that's the issue is like, a lot of Americans would do the whole plate of brownies and the two Cokes. And it's just like, so it's like there, there's the simple, like whatever solution. It's just like, just be, I guess, you know, 80, 20, 80% good, good, good choices, 20% bad choices. And that's a, that's a B student. That's better than I was in school. (laughs) (laughs) You've been funny today, Ben. You're crushing it, man. I might have to lead you, let you lead the episode in more often. Um, no, and I think that's an important point to bring up. Like, and I, I don't know that it's something we mention a lot in this podcast, but like, you know, we don't mean this to come off as like us preaching and telling people like we're better than you. We don't do this because we we definitely do it. I mean, like, I have a soda every once in a while. I typically only have uh, Fox and Park, which is you oh, know, made, and made but, here in New yeah, Haven, and that's but, the thing. If you're getting a soda, like, get it in a glass bottle. Get the old yeah. school kind. Get the the one with natural sugars, you know what I mean? There's fun ways right. to, to still have a soda that's not literally like there's fucking YouTube videos of, you know, like um, a lot of diesel like mechanic shops keep Coca-Cola around and if they, they like pour it on top of a, like rusty shit to like unseize bolts and like you can take um, – coca-cola and dip it in tinfoil and you can rub rust spots out of um whatever um uh to if there's a uh, roadkill on the highways you know to, to get rid of that blood spot and you, you can dump coca-cola on it it'll eat it away so it's like there's a lot of fucking shit talking about how bad coke is and like so it's like it's not like it's like uh you know it's not not in front of you know what I mean, but you know, back in the day, Coca-Cola wasn't what it was. You know what I mean? It was, right. I guess, not. Look at the. I mean, we talked about the pharmaceutical industry, and you know, it's like you can look at the food industry the same way. It's like they've learned how to manipulate their product to maximize profits, and that's why they're some of the you know healthiest businesses in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt, man. I mean, you just, you, you really hit the nail on the head and I just, just, just to bring my, my point home. It's like, you know, like we've said in other episodes, though, like this is almost like holding ourselves accountable too, right? Like we can't call people out and tell people not to do this shit if we don't do it ourselves, but you have to put it out there to be able to do that. But, um, I think that's probably a good place to wrap her up. I'm glad, uh, we didn't have, have many connection issues this week. You, you got that figured out. Uh, you did a great job in the intro, pal. I'm proud of you. I'm gonna have you do that every once hey, in a moon now. Just, just so you know, I, I had to go back while we were talking. I was like, holy fuck, did I, did I say the wrong episode number? But uh, no, I actually, I actually <laughs> no, you right. got it. But you did forget the loyalty liquors part. So go. Good thing you're making Trev a barn or a shed because you forgot his yeah. fucking company. Nice job. Hey, um, um, uh, presented by Loyalty Liquors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, but subscribe, rate, review, go check out the Patreon page. Like we talked about, uh, last week, appreciate it again. If you 
feel like donating, that's awesome. If not, no sweat. It's not that big a deal. Um, but Benny, we'll catch up next week, buddy. Uh, great chat. Love you. Love you, bro.